uh, this Jeff, Pam, and Scott, not your father's faith. Last week we talked about the crucifixion and the cross. And so we ended last week with a fascinating question from Jeff. It's about time. Uh, it was, why, now that we've covered the crucifixion, why did Jesus live? Yeah. Which was like, what a great question. Right. Now here's Jeff with all the answers. <laughs> hey, well, well, let's, can, we, let's, can we review last week? Sure. So there's this word atonement. You've heard of that atonement, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about the cross and, and what did the cross accomplish? And we talked about how there's different views. So for the first you know thousand years after Jesus, there was this idea. Um, it was called the ransom captive uh, theory of the atonement. And as a matter of fact, uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a is a good depiction of that. Do you guys remember that that book, yeah. that movie, Lion, Witch, and mm-hmm. Wardrobe? So the the ransom captive theory is this this idea that 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 Satan, after the fall, has mankind held captive, and there needs to be a ransom paid. So uh, Jesus' death is the ransom to Satan for uh, to set uh, humanity free. Uh, and that was around for a thousand years, and that's the whole idea behind, you know, C.S. Lewis's *Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe*. Do you remember when, uh, you know, um, Edmund he betrays his family and aligns with the White Witch, and then uh, and then Aslan comes along, and and the, the penalty is for betraying your family is death for for Edmund. And then uh, Aslan comes along and whispers kind of to the uh, the White Witch, who represents the devil, kind of you know kind of makes an arrangement, a deal, says so I'll, I'll, I'll die in his place. And of course, the White Witch is super excited about that. Uh, rather rather have him die than than uh, Edmund. And so there's this there's this in that theory there's this um, idea that there's a deal cut. God cut a deal with the devil. You know, it kind of kind of puts God in a weak position, you know, in that theory, right? Mm-hmm. And it's somehow Satan has, you know, a lot of power, a lot of authority, and 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 God has to go make a deal with him. And so that 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 theory of the atonement kind of went by the wayside, and then uh, that was around for about a thousand years. And then after that came this idea of the atonement of um, of, of uh, penal substitution, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And penal substitution is that. Uh, it's not it's not the devil that holds humanity captive it's uh, our sin that that we're bound in and you've probably seen pictures before of a, of a uh, you know, humanity on one side then a big chasm and then God on the other side and the big chasm the big the big gulf in between is sin and because of sin uh, man and God cannot cannot meet because of sin and so what you'll see in those depictions is then the cross lays down over that chasm and the cross is what makes the bridge between God and man. And so that was that was the idea for, well, still today. I, I don't hold either one of those positions. And so, um, you know, the idea that I laid out last week was this idea that um, throughout all of uh, religion, there's this idea of... Uh, of a sacrifice. Matter of fact, even in the Old Testament, uh, you know, there's people try to make sacrifices to God to appease God, and in all other religions, the same thing, uh, making these sacrifices. And we talked about those people go up to a mountain and making sacrifices. But even in the Bible, God says, "Listen," uh, He said, "To obey is better than to make sacrifice." 
And so God never wanted these sacrifices, but it's man that, that kind of perpetuated this all this idea of, of sacrifices. And so in the Bible, there's a, um, in the Old Testament, there's a time when they took a goat and uh, they laid all the sins of Israel on that goat once a year. Uh, that's the Day of Atonement. And they had all their sins, and then they would send the, the goat off into the wilderness, right, to send, send them out there, taking their sins with them, taking their sins with the goat, and, and getting rid of their sins. And that's this idea of a scapegoat. And so what we ended last week was where I tend to land is that Jesus is the last scapegoat, showing us that that, that method is not... It doesn't work. It's not necessary. And God is all. God has always been reaching out to man. Always been from the beginning. Even when in the Garden of Eden, right? When sin sin took place in the Garden of Eden. I have air quotes, right? And um, what did God do? God came looking for Adam and Eve. It wasn't that sin. If sin separated, well, right when they sinned, then, then that sin is done. You know, God, God. If God can't be around sin, but we see all the time God looking, coming after man all the time, and so that's why I don't hold to the, <clears throat> excuse me, that <clears throat> ransom captive theory or penal substitution. Now there are other views too, but those are the two main ones. Uh, I hold to more of an idea that uh, Jesus came to show us uh, that that what we're doing is not working. Right, and then we don't have to do these things for God, and so then we ended last week with that. And I was saying, okay, so then what was the purpose uh, for His life? What was the purpose for Him living? Um, so part of it was in His death, showing us being the last sacrifice, and showing us that that you know uh, scapegoating doesn't work. Uh, but why did He live? Why did He even have a ministry, and what was He trying to accomplish during that time? Thinking back, listening to to some of the uh, the older podcasts that we've done, and uh, we talked about this idea. We've talked about the the Trinity, mm-hmm. and talked about the idea of of debt and forgiveness of debt versus you know a debt that's been been paid by someone else for you. I've been putting those ideas together in this. Jesus came. To be God with us, we needed to see with our own eyes the debt being paid. Just the idea that God in heaven has forgiven our sins, that wouldn't have been enough to convince mankind. So we needed to see with our own eyes that debt being paid with with blood. That's what was owed for our sin. So we needed to physically see some someone, you know, paying that for us in order to, to understand that it was forgiven. But if if we believe in the Trinity, then it was it was all God. It was all God working for for us in the form of Jesus. And mm-hmm. the question is: Is there a debt? Like, where does that come from? Is there a debt that needs to be paid? Um, and and so the, the 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 first thousand years, the debt is owed almost like to the devil, right? You gotta, you know satisfy him. The second thousand years, you have to satisfy God. And, and and my position is there is no there's no debt that needs to be paid, there's no debt at all, and and that we have and that that we 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 do uh, sin against God, sin against each other, and that's where forgiveness comes in, and God God forgives that. There's no there's, there's no there's no debt. There's no nothing that needs to be satisfied in that, and and our our problem is is our sin towards one another that 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 
comes about by mimetic desire, us getting our desires from one another and that causing conflict and that conflict leading to, leading to violence, leading to death. And that very system is the system that Jesus comes to show us is not the way to live life in its most abundant form. That's, that's not the way to live life. And so my position is there is no debt to be paid. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came to show us what it really means to be human, what it really means to live uh, a life fully human, and what, what, his, what God's desire all along is meant for us to, how we're tr to live and how we're to treat one another. That's my position. If Jesus weren't crucified on the cross, would he have lived to be an old man and, and die of natural causes? It's a great question. I don't have an answer for it. And where would Christianity be today if he had lived a full human life? Would there be thousands and thousands of more followers? Or, would, or, or did the crucifixion make Christianity? I don't think the crucifixion made Christianity. I think the resurrection made Christianity. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, so yeah, if, he died of, if he died of natural causes, could there still be a resurrection? Right. It wasn't a resuscitation. It wasn't like we hear of today someone dying for 12 minutes and then being resuscitated. Right. This was a, a death, a burial, three days, no questions. It was a resurrection. It was a, it was a coming back to life. And so it's the resurrection that really is the foundation of Christianity, not so much the crucifixion. The crucifixion right. demonstrates to us, at least in, in my way of thinking, demonstrates to us that this scapegoating mechanism that we're all so, uh, so invested in, and we all do it, 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 is not the way. It's not the way for us to treat one another. It's not the way for us to solve differences between us, it's pinned on somebody else, and, and make them a scapegoat for our issues. It's to live life fully human, and God shows us in, in Jesus how to live that kind of life. All right. That was a good That's podcast. A yeah. <laughs> what else, Pam? <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Scott, did you bring a did you bring a joke for us today? No, I I I, uh, I should at some point though. Yeah, I mean you have yeah. you have to have lots Start of bad jokes. Yeah, I got some bad ones that it, it wouldn't be appropriate. It wouldn't they're, be appropriate yeah, for yeah, yeah. I've carried several around my whole life. Did you? Yeah. Well, we look forward to hearing one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're semi-dirty, so you can't oh, really yeah, see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. They're PG-13. You know. They'll block our podcast. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bless you. That's my position. That's that's where I am right now in my life. Uh, I, I'm down hold to um, this idea of penal substitution. It, it, makes, it makes God a very angry God. It makes God, you know, he's so angry at sin. He's, you know, he's just, just so mad at sin. And Jesus steps in the way, you know, between, you know, takes the bullet for us, as it were, stands in our way, right. and takes that. And, and it just paints God in a, you know, in the, so the title of the book, did, did God Kill Jesus? You know, because you have this angry God, and then you have this this kind, loving, merciful God in Jesus, how can they be the same? How can they be one? Where does where does the the devil come into to this? Because you could you could easily it, it would be convenient to <laughs> to say, well, that's that's Satan at work. And we tend to personify Satan, don't we? We make him like we do God. God is a a, a personal a being somewhere. He's got 
limbs like us and legs he can walk around and is, is that God uh, is Satan the same thing I think that um, those are great questions that we could explore um, I know that I know that um, something other than God uh, exists in me that I don't live uh, the way I know I want to live, like Paul said. The things I know I should do, I don't do. The things I know I, I, the things I don't want to do, I do. And so I, I sense the same thing in me. And so is that that's that something is an adversary to God. So is it something in me? Is it something in, is there a spirit of that? I, I don't know. Do you have a thought, a, a, a sense that, oh yeah, there's a God and there's a devil and you know the devil is, you know, not as powerful as God, but he's sure pretty powerful. Or how do you, how does that play out in your mind? I think that in order for there to be light, there has to be darkness. I don't know about assigning power to it or giving it the the name of, you know, that's Satan, that's the devil. And I completely blame Jeff for that standpoint because he doesn't talk about it at our church. <laughs> Sin is not what he uh, what that's he true. preaches on, and he does not talk. The devil is is tempting us. That that Satan is, you know, after us or at work in our lives. Or mm. yeah, you don't you don't bring that up. So it's, yeah, all it's he been talks a while. about is love. I right? mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just back to love again yeah, and again my and again. And, so convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about love and grace and the sloppy, you know, over-the-top grace. I'm thankful for it. <laughs> but can it, can it be a convenient when we don't know whatever it is? Is it, is it convenient just to say, that's, well, that's got to be the devil then, if we can't explain it? It could be used here, right? Mm -hmm. well, that's, yeah, loving God wouldn't do that. Yeah, let, let, it's got to be the devil then. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's try to develop that in another podcast. Okay. Let's, let's really, let's really, no, seriously. Let's really yeah. go deep into that. Let's really, you know, spend spend some time, spend a week thinking about it now. Uh, you know, how, how do you wrestle with that in your mind? How do you wrestle with, um, there are things that are uh, anti-God, right? Anti-Christ. The Bible talks about anti-Christ. So there are things that, in us, in me, in you, right, that are contrary to uh, God's love. We, we behave in ways, so where does that come from? What, what, what is that in us? And, uh, you know, what do we, what do we, you know, how do we deal with that? And, and that, to me, uh, uh, leads us into the question, why did Jesus even live? Why did he live? And so, why well, that'd be great. Well, you know, you spent some time thinking about it. If, if there wasn't Jesus, there were believers of God, that faith could have grown without him in human form, correct? Correct. So, so if if his death wasn't necessary uh, to reconcile us with God, which I believe, I believe his death wasn't necessary to reconcile us with God. I I believe that uh, we've always been seeking after God, and God's always been seeking after us. So, I don't think Jesus' death had anything to do with a. Uh, a making a way for us to finally be reconnected with God. So then why did he live? Well, I think he lived to demonstrate who God really is, who he really is. In the Old Testament, man, you see a, a, a very different picture of 
of who God is compared to who Jesus is. And so how do you reconcile those two things? How do you say, look, Jesus was always loving and kind and forgiving people and saying, listen, I don't condemn you. I know they, they want to stone you for your act to this woman, and I don't condemn you. Go. Right? In the Old Testament, someone was calling, you did stone them. That was the whole point of that. And you stoned them, and you, that's what God would want. And Jesus said, no, I, no, no. And so why did he live? And I think he lived to show us what it really looks like to be, to be human, to be fully human, not the way God designed us to live. And so he lived a life of love. He lived a life of, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't wishy-washy or anything. I mean, he, he, still had, he still stood up for things, things he believed in. So, you know, I think that's a, he's our, he's our, he's, our, uh, he's, the, uh, uh, he's the image of God for us. So Pam, you said we needed something, right? We, and, and that's what he was. He was the, he's the image of God for us. We want, our question was always, what is this God like, right? What, what is he like? What's he? And Jesus said, when, when he was asked that question, show us the Father. John asked him, show us the Father. And uh, what did Jesus say? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's the point of his life, to demonstrate to us what God is like. And what, and what, what does God really want from us? God wants us to live and live the way He designed us to live, to live in love. So, how do you? And we we talked about this uh, several ep episodes ago. Uh, how do you reconcile the the violence in the uh, Old Testament if, if that represented well God? Well, I think that through the Old Testament uh, is that you know it was very common for for anybody uh, you know. In, in, especially in the Old Testament, in war. As a matter of fact, it still happens today. More war is done in the name of God than any other, any other anything else. And so in the Old Testament, you have, uh, you know, this, these ites fighting these ites, right, and for a limited amount of resources. And if you didn't totally annihilate the other group, uh, you leave them to uh, repopulate, build up, to come back and uh, uh, kill you sometime. And so whoever, uh, whoever's the, the victor, they give credit to who? For their victory, to their God. And so, uh, you know, so the Israelites were no different. So they were, they were fighting for the same sort of resources, and so they saw it as their, their God helped them in battle, fought in battle. And so I think a lot of it is their perception of who this God is, because all along they're, they're, they're trying to figure out who this God is. And so that brings up the point of why did Jesus come? To show us what this God is like, because I think they had it wrong. Right, right. They had right. it wrong to who He was, and so when they said, "You know, God told us to go in and do this," you know, there's still people today that that believe God's telling them to do some pretty pretty crazy things, right? And so I know this flies in the face of you know a lot of theology, even modern theology, of what the Bible is and what the Bible isn't. And I know there's probably a lot of people that. Uh, Maybe, you know, listen to this and go, wow, that guy, he's just wrong. That's wrong. Because if the Bible says it, that's it. If, if, if the Bible says God told uh, someone to take their baby and, and bash the head against, their head against a rock and kill them, well, then, then that was somehow what God wanted and somehow that was loving. Somehow. Right. And I, I, just, I just don't see that. My point is that to get you to think. You know, and so to think about the ransom captive theory, and people did think about that, and they said that that doesn't sound like 
that doesn't sound right. I mean, even this idea of, of the uh, penal substitution talks about God being just. Does that sound just to you? Here, here's the picture it's given. Uh, there's a judge and you go before a judge and the judge says, well, I, you know, I, uh, the verdict is death for you. You know, you need it. You're going to pay by death. And then the judge takes off his robe, steps down. And he says, I'll die in his place. Well, if, 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 if your sentence was death because of something wrong you did against somebody else, and then this judge says this, does that sound like justice? Or the people situated there going, okay, that sounds just to me. They're going to go, no, that, that's not justice. How is that justice? How is God just in doing that? Doesn't sound like justice to me. And so that to me, and that's just one reason, there are other reasons why I think this idea of penal substitution, in my mind, breaks down. It doesn't represent a loving God. I don't even understand why, if it's God's system and he set it up, why he would set up a system where it requires uh, you know, brutality, it, it requires uh, killing, it requires bloodshed. I, I think Jesus was against that. I think, right? I can't imagine God setting up a system where, well, this is the system I chose. It's going to be bloody, gory, uh, but that's what I want. I want blood. Well, that doesn't sound like a loving kind, merciful God to me. I like the idea of kind, kinder, gentler God, you know, the the wrathful God is definitely scary, um, and I mean, it almost makes me put it in terms of, is, is the Bible a book that you need to, to read from beginning to end before you start understanding the lesson there? Like, do you need to take it as a whole? You can't just pull out a part of it and say, well, it said once that God was like this, and that's how they understood him, and that's how they wrote it down, and that's how they tell us, you know, mm -hmm. this is the way they, they should have been acting in that day, and the way we should be acting today should be reflected, because it's written in that book still. It's still written there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it kind of feels like it. if you read it all the way to the end and take it as a whole, mm -hmm. you can almost see, uh, I don't want to say it, evolution of God, but like in, in like our, that, yeah. our relationship with him and our understanding of him, you can't pull it from one section of the Old Testament right. and define our relationship with him. You yeah, that's, that's a really good insight because um, this it's not an evolution of, of God because God doesn't change, right. but it's an evolution yeah. of our understanding, understanding. Of God. which is exactly, yeah, uh -huh. that's, that's a key word that Tam, you, you, you got there, that was fantastic, absolutely, it's our evolution, right. it's, our, it's our changing. You know, I, I read a book one time um, uh, about, uh, is it, uh, about how, you, how we see the Bible in... Uh, uh, this progressive sort of hermeneutic, right? As we understand things uh, more, our hermeneutic even changes our understanding, our interpretation of the Bible, and so forth. And um, it's a progressive thing. Like there was a time, uh, it says in, the, in this book that I read, there was a time when, uh, I showed it in church before, when doctors would recommend a certain cigarette for pregnant women. Right. Doctors would. Yeah. Right? And so, and so that... Uh, our idea of, our understanding of cigarette smoke and what it does is a progressive thing. We knew, we knew long before we started even printing on cigarette packages that uh, nicotine's bad for you. We knew before, but it's it's incremental change. And then we got that on there, and then then we take then we start stopped uh, advertising cigarettes during times when kids would be watching. Right? It's incremental. In Canada, I understand that uh, you, it's illegal to 
ride in your car and smoke a cigarette in your car with a minor in your car. Mm -hmm. It's illegal. Uh, I don't think it is here. Mm -hmm. But but should it be? Man, I, you know what I mean? I, I think that's, a, that's pretty wise. But we haven't even got there yet. And so I think we see this progressive hermeneutic in scripture too. Maybe, maybe God's ultimate ethic is not even in scripture yet. It's not, not in scripture. Mm -hmm. His ultimate ethic. His ultimate ethic is we're still moving towards his ultimate ethic. The Bible was never really come out and said, uh, made a stance against slavery. But, but we're all abolitionists, right? We, we've moved past the ethic in the Bible, right? Moving towards what we see as being uh, give it the love test. Right, we talked mm -hmm. about that on my podcast ago, and so, yeah. So ultimately, I think Jesus demonstrated for us his purpose for living. Going back to the question at the very beginning, his purpose for being, for for living, was to demonstrate to us uh, what it means to be fully human. Do we take on the devil next time? Let's do it. Will you bring red drinks with <laughs> pitchfork stirs? <laughs> What do you think? I'll bring the red drinks. You bring the pitchforks. Okay. <laughs> Pam can bring some fireball. <laughs> okay. I'll get on that. All right. That's, uh, that's next time. Yeah. Thank you for episode 18, you two. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear your dad joke. I, I, I want to uh, start. I'll do it. I'll do Listen, it next week. If we'll start the okay, podcast this, next If week. we're going to go next week and we're going to talk about the devil, I would like a devil joke. It's got to be a good one out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll find it. All right, great. I'm not your father's favorite. Next week. <laughs>